Hey friends, you're listening to the Student Ministry Sermon Podcast from First Christian Church. Our hope is that these words bless you, lead you closer to Jesus, and help you follow Him more faithfully. Thanks for tuning in, and enjoy. Uh, hey guys. Uh, for those who are wondering, uh, Pastor Josh actually quit last week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. He, uh, he's, that's so sad. You should probably watch this and see, hear you guys clapping. Um, he he uh, actually went on sabbatical leave on Sunday, and uh, what a dreadful time it's going to be in Hawaii for him. Am I right? <laughs> um, hey, can we actually on the count of three? Can we just say hi, Pastor Josh? I'm sure he's going to listen in or sometime. So on the count of three, one, two, three. Hi, Pastor Josh. All right, he's going to love it. Um, if you guys don't know, we actually record this and put it on our, uh, on these links on our Instagram and it's on Insta Snap and Snap Crackle or whatever, Face Space, whatever you guys call it, right? <laughs> I think it's Snap Crackle or something. Um, well, hey, hey guys, so last week Josh talked about friendships and I'm going to go a little bit more deeper into that. Um, some of you guys really know my testimony and how messed up things were in my life and so I'm always one that really wants me to speak authentic to you, uh, just because if I had a youth pastor or someone who actually just spoke real to me, I would really, actually, I think, really change my life. So many of you guys know I went to college, and in college, I was trying to figure out who I am, right? And I made some really poor decisions. I joined a fraternity, or I tried to join a fraternity, actually. For those who don't know what fraternity is, um, it's a secret society for men, and then there's a secret society for girls, and it's called a sorority. And I'm not going to say the name of the fraternity because they, there's some good people in there, and I want to keep that, you know, uh, I want to just leave it at that. But uh, when you go through a fraternity process, there's this thing called rush week, right? And what it means is you have to network yourself around. You have to have people know who you are, Know your first and last name. Know what color you like. Uh, what kind of things you like to do legally or illegally. Um, there's all these things going, right? So you, you're partying and you're networking. Sometimes it's going to get coffee. Sometimes it's playing Frisbee. Sometimes it's other things, right? And so I had to network around and talk to a few people. And I got through that process. After the process, it's, now you're considered a pledge, and as a pledge, you start doing other things, right? You have to, now that they know who you are, they want you to become a brother in the brotherhood. And so um, I'm having to do their homework. <laughs> I'm having to wash their cars. I'm having to clean their house, make them dinner. I'm having to entertain them during dinner, right? I'm having to wear a tutu while they, <laughs> while they eat dinner, <laughs> I'm having to do all these things, right? And some of you are like, you're, you're just an idiot. Why would you do that, right? <laughs> I mean, at the, time, at the time, I really wanted to be part of this society because I wanted to have friends. And I felt like this is the best way to do that, right? But then I'm also having to pay $300 a month for friends, right? Some fraternities and some sororities charge you anywhere between $90 a semester to $3,000 a month. Now, think about that on top of your tuition, your books, your room, and board. It's, it's insane. And so, um, dur but during one of these tasks as a pledge, I 
was blindfolded. I was put into a car, and I had a dr- and they drove me and a few others all around town, getting us confused, going through roundabouts, going through dirt roads, to only be standing in front of campus police. <laughs> and in front of campus police, uh, their, their little building they have on campus, we were given eggs. And we had the egg of the campus police cars. Now, some are like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> like, I-, I could do that. That's pretty simple. You just take out the eggs and start throwing. But there's a part of me inside that I was like, do I really want to do this? Do I really want to risk getting in trouble? And of course, I said, yeah. <laughs> like, why not? Like, I'm going to do it. Like, <laughs> I want to be part of this brotherhood. I want to be part of these friends. I want to have these people in my life. I want to just be part of something. And so these other guys I was with who are going to be your lifelong brothers, they're like, hey, let's just do it. Let's do it. We're going we're gonna to be brothers. We're going we're gonna to go down in history together. And I'm like, we're just egging police cars. Like, what, what, how, how are we going to go into history? <laughs> like, and then, so we do it anyway. Right? And I didn't get busted because it turns out the police car that we egged was out of, actually out of commission. So it was just sitting there. Um, but... Now, if I could go back, I would take responsibility for everything I did because it was me who made that choice, right? I got kicked out a few weeks later because I didn't want to do something. I didn't want to be part of something that was going to force me to do something, right? So I, I, got, I got kicked out. A few weeks after that, the people I was pledging with some of them actually got arrested uh, for doing a task. I don't know what they did, but they, they had to do a task, and some of them got arrested. The underlining message here, you guys, is the people you hang around can have a big impact on your life. Or maybe you're that friend. Maybe you're the friend that causes people to do weird stuff. I... I, I <laughs> I remember as a friend, I have these, in high school, I have these two friends. And I love them to death. They were part of my wedding. One of them, by hanging out with me, I, we're, we're running over in the Orchid Hills, and he breaks his fibula because I had him jump over a cliff, <laughs> right? Or I, I, I was that person who forced someone to help me cheat on the test so I could get accepted to college. Or... I convinced my friends to steal a pylon, <laughs> a traffic cone. Like, <laughs> like, who wants to steal a traffic cone in college, right? Like, I was like, oh, I'm going to steal this traffic cone. I'm going to put it in my closet and then just leave it there. That, that's pretty, pretty stupid. Um, but I want you to think about something real quick. What's the last bad decision you made? When's the last time you made a decision that got you in trouble? Now, I don't want you to raise your hands or share out loud or anything, but I want you to think about it, because in your life groups, you're going to be asked the same question. What was the last bad decision you made? But what's true is that many of us, many of those decisions weren't made by us. A lot of those decisions, or a lot of those times, the reason why we did that, or made that decision, or influenced us, was the people we cared about who were also included in all of it. Whether it's the idea itself was innocent, malice, playful, or ignorant, the people around us play a role. The truth is, there are moments when we've lied, 
tried something, gossiped about someone, acted nice to someone, acted mean to someone, pretended to like something, pretended to hate something, did something good, did something bad, and we wouldn't have done it if it hadn't been for the people who were right next to us. I'm not sure about you guys, but I have different, I find myself having to do different personalities. I catch myself doing it every now and then, right? I I was what you call a floater, right? With this group of friends, I'm going to I'm going to cuss, I'm going to hang out with them, I'm going to smoke pot with them. And this group of friends, I'm going to act like the goody good boy who I am, who, who I just, I got to be this you know, non-cussing, non-smoking pot guy. And I'm going to come over here, and then I'm going to like, just be the law-abiding guy who works for the courts. Right? I, I, I'm a different personality guy. Until you know, I came to Christ, and I was like, okay, I just got to be one personality dude. Right? Now, I know a lot of you guys don't cuss in front of your parents, but I hear you guys cussing out there. I'm pretty sure if your parents were here, you wouldn't cuss. Right? Friends have a huge impact on us, not just with the little things in life, but really the big ones too. And not just right now, they also have an impact, and ultimately your friend will have the biggest influence on the quality of life you have now and also the quality of life you have later. The closer the friend, the more influence they have. We've all heard of stories um, of who, at a young age, seem to be heading in a positive direction. Then something happened and things started to go downhill. What's interesting is we hear those stories and tend to always go the same way. The person began to surround themselves with people who pulled them the wrong direction. We know that the stories of other people, we also know that the same thing can happen to us. Here's what's interesting. When it comes to the major decisions in our life, we put a lot of thought into them. Guys, when, you, when you're thinking about college, when you're thinking about what classes take in high school, you're, you're putting 110% effort in. You're really trying to make the right decision so you can be with your girlfriend in class, so you can be with your best friend in the class. You're trying to work the system. But when we think about who we allow into our inner circle, we tend not to put a lot of thought into it. We don't really tend to think about, oh, like that friend is really going to influence me and take me and help me and help me grow to being the best Christian, the best athlete, the best friend that I want to be in the future, the best husband. Friends can pull us down. Here's the good news is that they can also pull us up. Some of you become better students and better athletes and, and better friends because you've surrounded yourself with people who love you, who influence you, who, who steer you to the right direction. Friends are a big deal. Now, we spend majority of, you spend the majority of your time with your friends. If you think about it, you spend eight hours with your friends throughout school. And then you spend maybe two, two to three or four hours with your mom and dad and then you go to bed. Then you wake up, and it's the same circle of life over and over and over and over again. Now, if you're homeschooled, then you're with your parents all day. So I don't know what to tell you. Like, but maybe, maybe, maybe your homeschool is a, is a charter school. And maybe you, 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 you see other people. Um, but I, I, to be honest, I see my coworkers more than I even see my own wife and dog. I maybe see my dog more than I see my wife. <laughs> yeah, like that's just, you know, she's going to kill me for saying that. But, you know, that, that's, that's, it's true. 
So there's a book in the Old Testament called Proverbs, and it speaks a bit of importance in deciding which friends uh, you'll let influence your decision. So in this book, um, uh, there's a guy named Solomon. Uh, well, he created, or, or he's credited for writing most of it, and he was the king of Israel during uh, the really prosperous time. Uh, not only that, next to Jesus, he is considered one of the most, the, one of the wisest people who ever lived, which means he has something to say about a friend. So if you guys want to open your Bibles or your Bible apps, uh, Proverbs 12, 26. If I can get that on screen too. The righteous choose their friends carefully, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. So let's define the word righteous. Who, who knows what righteous means? Raise your hand. Go ahead. Knowledge. Anyone else? Righteous. Sandy? Yeah. So, basically, people who are doing the right thing, right? So, it's about being a good decision maker, a wise decision maker. It's about people who make choices that take their future and their best interest in others into account. Right decision makers pay attention to their, their friends who their friends are because they know that they need friends who are just invested in their future as much as they are. This doesn't mean that if you don't have a friend who's a Christian, you just got to kick them out. I have a lot of friends who aren't Christian. I have a lot of friends who are atheists. Now, are they necessarily in that inner circle? Probably not. But I do keep them in a circle. One, they challenge me on my faith. I think it's good to be challenged. Two, do I hang out with them all the time? No, because sometimes they don't make the best decisions. A lot of them want to go and smoke pot. A lot of them really want to go out and party all the time. So I want to ask, you should ask yourself, are they leading me in the future that I'm proud of or just... Or, or a future I don't want to be a part of. I understand in high school you can't always choose the people you hang out with, the, the classes you take. You can't choose when you have your lunch period or when you work. Um, or, or maybe you're just, you're not on the team, or maybe you just don't have friends at all. And if you don't have a friend, I was going to sound cheesy, but I'll be your friend, right? Everyone in this room is your friend. We're all in this together, you guys. I, I went through a time period where I had no friends. I went three months, and I can think, I can remember those three months because I was on my bed all the time. I was crying. I, I, I didn't have Remy yet. <laughs> I, I didn't have anyone to comfort with. I was, very, I was in this corner. And I remember not having any friends. And, and to not have friends, you, you don't have to be in, you know, Despair, but I was in despair because I was such a social guy, and to go from social to just quiet was hard for me. And it wasn't until I became real with myself and the friends I started to hang out with, and I had Remy, and I could go do so many things and be a great guy and change my life around and finally meet Jesus. But let me tell you, if you don't have any friends, it's not always going to be that way. Because in this room, we all should be friends. We're all Christians. 
Friends are a big deal. When you're making decisions about who your friend will be, it's important to be intentional. And that's what Solomon had just told us, to be careful. And so in Proverbs 12, 26, again, it says, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. Basically, just people who are opposite of right decision makers. When we hear the word wicked, we may think about different things, but what Solomon meant was someone who's doing something wrong. They don't, always, they don't think about how their decisions will impact their future around them. When Solomon says that it leads them astray, he's basically referring to the trouble, right? I led my friend to breaking his fibula. I led my friends to almost get in trouble for helping me cheat on the test. I did those things. When I was writing this sermon, <laughs> when I was writing up, I was like, what trouble have I gone into that I wasn't the cause of it? <laughs> and I, re- I realized that I was the major cause of a lot of the trouble that I got myself into. If we want great friendships, either today or one day in the future, that we need to be friends with the people who we care about our future and influence us in a positive way. Great friendships start with great people. So if you're writing notes, that should be what you're saying, right? That's what you should be writing down. Great friendships start with great people. Something that you all could be doing is pray for great friends. Another, word, another uh, verse from Proverbs, Solomon says in Proverbs 27, 17, an iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. This just means that the right kind of friends make us better, sharpen us, but the right kind of people doesn't mean the friend who is exactly like us. In fact, it's good to be friends with people who think differently and look differently than you. I had Christian friends, but not one of them gave me a Bible. Not one of them encouraged me to go to church. It's weird because my atheist girlfriend at the time gave me a Bible. My atheist girlfriend encouraged me to go to church. People who say that the world, the world differently from us, people who see the world differently from us, who have a different experience in the world, have something to teach us. What matters most isn't that you share everything in common, but what matters is that you share the right things in common. Ask yourself important questions about your friends. Can you count on them to be right decision makers? Do they make not just right, but also wise decisions? Are they always caught up in drama? Do they see or seem to be constantly be living in the fallout of bad decisions? Do they have your best interests in mind? Do they treat other, others well? The friends who impact your future, oops, the friends who you choose impact the future you will have. Now, you're, I'm up here, and you, some of you are probably thinking, Robert, you have no idea who my friend is. They encourage me every single day, uh, and they, they come to youth group every Wednesday. But really, do they encourage you to open your Bible? Do they encourage you to go to Bible study? Do they encourage you to worship? Or do they distract you during worship? Are they on their phones during the message? Those are the friends you should be watching out for. 
I believe God wants us to have a life-giving, sharpening friends. Friendships where we can see God at work in the relationship, invite God into your journey of building great friendships, and ask God to help you be a great friend to others. Being and having a good friend is good for you right now and in the future. Just remember that it doesn't happen overnight. These things take time. Friendships take work. They take months. We asked you guys to give us eight weeks. Now, in eight weeks, I'm not going to get to know every single part of who you are. But it takes trust. It takes time. Friendships are important, but make sure you're picking those right friends wisely. So I'm going to welcome up the worship team, and we're going to close out with two worship songs. Um, But you guys, we have one more week of this session, and some of you guys are probably asking yourself, like, well... How do I get rid of those friends? Or what do I do with those friends who, who are helping me make the wrong decisions or encouraging me to take the wrong decisions? Stay tuned, because next week we're going to talk about that. So I'm going to close this out in prayer, and uh, we're going to get some worship on. And I ask, like, please, you guys, don't distract others during worship. Um, it's a time of peace. I find my peace. I find my comfort um, during worship. So uh, please respect those around you. If not, we'll just ask you guys to, to leave. So... All right, Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for helping me come with the, uh, the wise words and um, the right words. And anything that I said that, that isn't through you, Lord, I just pray that everyone's forgotten. And it's just it's out the ear, <laughs> through one ear and out the other, Lord. And I just pray that, um, that these students here um, choose their friends wisely. It's, society says that we need to have all these friends, Facebook friends, Instagram friends, followers, and none of that is important. It's the friends that we choose that are closest to us in our inner circle, Lord. And Lord, I just pray that um, during this time of worship that these students uh, tend to think about what friends they have in that inner circle. And if uh, they don't have friends, Lord, I just pray that there's a student out here that reaches out to the other student who doesn't have friends and just becomes friends. Lord, I just pray that uh, we enjoy our worship and enjoy our evening. In your name, amen. <laughs>